This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. It's Sunday, it's 8pm, it's time for Whole Radio. Hello and welcome, I'm Nick Gillard, and I'll be, along with the panel, trying to make sense of WTF went on at Sellers yesterday afternoon on a day that started with us exuding confidence, well, in our house anyway, and ended in social media meltdown. You can get in touch with us via Twitter, our Facebook page, or any other ways to get a hold of us is go to www.holeradio.net. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. Right, it's Grumpy Old Gits versus the Utah of today on uh, the panel today. First Grumpy Old Git is uh, Nick Philpot. Hello, Nick. Uh, you can speak for yourself. Good evening, everybody, and thank you for those lovely kind words. Oh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, we've got uh, the one and only Mr. Joe Holly Oak. Hello. And. Uh, <laughs> Bringing the average age of the presenters down to about 43, we've got the young um, DR. Hello, everyone. What's happening? <laughs> Sup, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, it's, it's going to be a very hard show to do. We're going to try and keep it as upbeat as we can um, and try and make sense of what was cut. It was seven minutes, six, seven minutes of madness that, that, that summed up our afternoon, I think. Um, <laughs> You went to the game, Joe. Yeah, for a change. I, I did. Um, you you were going to be taking your son, weren't you? Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I um I asked him if he wanted to go in a week, and he said yeah. And then it got to like yesterday morning. And I said, "It's all right for this afternoon." He went, and, uh, he said, "I don't fancy it. Who are we playing?" And I said, "Well, we're playing Sunderland." And it's a really massive game. He went, "Yeah, I don't fancy it." He said, "We're going to lose that." He said. I'd rather go golf. And I went, well, you know, it's your loss. There you go. So, some of the youth for today know what's going on. They do. They do. Were you confident, Nick? Uh, do you know what? Uh, I said on the preview podcast um, that I thought we were overdue a tonking to give somebody an absolute tonking. And I predicted a 4 0 smashing yesterday. 
And I was right. It's just the wrong way around. <laughs> now, 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 just thinking about that, that that's my first thought. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to DR in a second because he, he wasn't born when this happened. But could this be a turning point in the season in the way that the 9-0 was when we lost against Liverpool? Could it be the kick in the face we need just to say, right, sort it? No, that, that, that game, I was there that night. That game was probably less than 12 chances and they scored nine goals. You know, that was just one of, and we was up against, you know, possibly one of the best teams it's ever been about. So, yeah. Can but, I just jump in there? A fluke result. Yeah, go on, Nick. Just a very quickie. Um, I know that we have extra listeners already from, our, from up north and talking about the 9-0 in Liverpool. Good evening, everybody that's joined us this evening for the show from Merseyside. You're all very welcome. Oh, very good. Very yeah. good. You're out there. Oh dear, let's let's not have another Cardiff sheep moment, eh, boys? (laughs) Dr, how confident were you yesterday, or were you a bit sort of worried because it was Sunderland and they always beat us, and Defoe always scores? It's not. I wasn't even worried because it was Sunderland. I was worried because people. Yes, we played brilliant against Bournemouth, but if you, if I think people forgot that Sunderland actually got result against Tottenham, so Sunderland wasn't actually doing that bad in their latest game. They done actually good and. I think everyone getting too excited, I think that's what damaged us. Um, what, I, what I thought that, that typified the confidence, other than yeah. Connor, Connor Holyoke, was the way um, the erstwhile Mr. Allardyce um, did that little jig uh, with um, Alice the Eagle. Um, it does a lot of good work for Crystal Palace. I'm sure the last, um, bloke, I'm sure the last bloke that did a dance regretted it five minutes later. I would think uh, after that, pathetic attempt at a dance of Alice the Eagle, he probably yeah. does the same. Yeah, but the atmosphere was good inside Sellers. It was, it was, I hadn't heard it that loud. And I, even, even when Sunderland scored their first goal, it was still really, really loud. And we'll go on to the support um, when we take a half-time break. But the lineup, three four three, we knew it was going to be that. There was no um, Luka Milivojevic. Oh, that's not well bad done. for a well first done. Well done. Can we just clip that and I'll play that? Instead of saying his name every time, producer Mikey. Um, apparently something to do with a work permit and um, Zacho was on the bench. So we, we kind of knew what the team was going to be pretty much with the inclusion of um, PVA uh, in there. But, um, were you surprised by the lineup at all, Dio? Uh, not at all, because against Bournemouth, the players actually showed determination and passion. So And all them players that played against Bournemouth played today. I wouldn't change anything, not the formation, not the players. Uh, with with one player that maybe I would have liked to see feature yesterday was Sacco, but then of course he's lacking match fitness, so I understand. So I understand that Delaney um, started. I would have had him instead of Delaney's, but that was one of the bad negative. And other than that, I think with the I don't know if it was by Big Sam or not. But I felt like we'll play too central, and it was it wasn't it, it didn't feel like um, he was wide enough when he should have been wide, and sometimes he could have made options. So it was all weird. I think Wilf was confused as well. So that was the only negative. You think so, Joe? Um, well, I was trying to think how, what you what you just said. Did you say three five two? Three four three. Sorry. Oh, three three four three. Well, I'm trying to work out. We have three centre backs on the pitch. And a right back. Yeah. So that's four yeah. at the back. So that's four at the back straight away. PVA is a left back, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's five. So basically we paid five. Let's get this yeah. let's get this straight from the start, right? So we had 
Benteki up front, so we're going five, blank, one. That's how we played. I, I, we got, we got to get away from this fact that we played three four three yesterday or anything, and we did not. We played five at the back, a home game that we had to win. We played three centre backs who, who obviously looked like they'd never played together. That was a shocker. But we we didn't play three at the back. We played five at the back. Yeah, and, well, and I didn't say how many crosses. How many crosses do you see Ward put in? If he's supposed to be a wing back. How many crosses did he put in? About three or four down, down, down where I was sitting in, in the second uh, that, half. Yeah, but it was the second half when Sunderland decided that forward was the arse yeah, kick yeah. they needed to give us and we weren't going to fucking score all day. So it wouldn't have mattered. So, that, so the only time we got any chances, that any time any crosses came in, apart from the rare one in the first half, right, was, was when they just didn't bother shutting us down and, and then just decided to try and shut us out. So we didn't play three at the back, play five at the back. It's just a point, just a, a point of contention because as soon as that, as soon as that, that uh, lineup was read out, everyone was like, "Well, we're playing five at the back." You know, people were saying, "No, it was three. So we can't play three centre backs and a right back. That's four. And Van Arnold is a is a is a is a, is a left back. So we played. How five. did they say it again, Joe? PVA. How did they? No, how did no? How did they say it? We're not playing five at the back. Was it was it exactly like that, or was it that just like? Don't no, worry. But it was. Thought, but people people were getting the ump where I was sitting because it was just a completely negative. Uh, you know, it was a negative start up straight away. Where Ooh, were you sat, Joe? I sat in uh, F up against the wall, La Ronsdale, with okay. uh, Paul, Lord Paul okay. Glance um, and and CJ. And I'm going to um going to go to Nick um, and Tom by the way. And Tom, cool. Yeah, and Tom. Um, uh, Nick, you're in the chat room. How do, how do people get into the chat room, mate? Okay, www.holeradio.net forward slash chat. Come and join us in there. It's, it's already quite busy in there. Um, quite, quite a lot of people talking. But before I go on to the chat room, I'd like to talk about the lineup myself. So, yeah, we're all, on, yeah. so what we're talking about here is the lineup was actually basically the same as it was against Bournemouth, yeah? Are we all agreed? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, well, fair enough. Well, that's the mistake. So we changed the system for Bournemouth, okay? This is what I don't understand about people changing systems. The change of system is cobblers. So are you telling me that um, Moisey didn't check the system that we played on Tuesday night, okay, against Bournemouth, and then just put his team out to counter what we did on Tuesday night? If he knows that we're playing three across the back or the five, as Gerald was just describing, why play five across the back? You don't have to play. Go back to the four-four-two system. If anything, it's just going to confuse the other, the other, the, the opposition on your lineup. Okay, so you should see Chelsea's transformation this year. They've gone three at the back. Okay, and nobody has worked out how to counter what they're doing. Well. Moisey straight away realizes we were playing at uh, three at the back, okay, with the, with the two wing backs, and sussed it out. And we've showed our manager to be an absolute buffoon yesterday. If he'd have gone four four two, which he should have done at home, okay, he should have gone with two attacking two attackers up front anyway. We were the home team against a team that's bang out of form. There you go. I, and that's I, I sort of disagree with you there because up up until even when. Sunderland scored their first goal and we'll come back to that in a minute I, I was still confident I thought we were playing not too bad Sunderland looked atrocious absolutely atrocious and even you know the 4-0 did flatter them but I, I genuinely thought we were doing alright and we would comfortably win the game so I, I didn't think that straight away I didn't think that straight away Dia you've got stuff to say uh, yeah worth uh, going back to Nick's point I think Nick, I think you're wrong because 
if you if you see Chelsea, if you see less last season, they they kept the same formation, and it's not about uh, changing formation every time. Teams don't have to change formation every time. If your formation works, just like it did against Bournemouth, it why change it? Because if we changed it and if we lost, like uh, we did yesterday, then everyone would be like, "Why did we change it?" No, you're we wrong. Because, no, you're wrong because Chelsea didn't. Chelsea played with a flat back four last year. This year they're playing with three at the back. Deal, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. This year they're playing three at the back. But when have you seen Chelsea change it this year? They well, to be fair, to be fair, they have got players of of and that's the point caliber of Hazard. And and Moses is up there now, and you know he's he's come on a hell of a lot more than he was at Palace. So you can't you can't compare. Um, I don't know diamonds with turnips. It's the best. And Nick from the cha- Nick from the chat room, Allington Eagle yep. also disagrees with me. He says if if changes and goes four four two, everybody would say then why change a winning team? Fair point. Okay, first twenty minutes we were all over them anyway. So they're, they're also saying that knocks it out. And they're also saying somebody, oh, Les, I think it was Leicester Eagle said a minute ago that Jill the Caddy should be uh, the manager of Crystal Palace Football Club. And I think he's right. Yeah, but he'd, he'd spend all his time going around checking the tiles, mate. And there's a lot in that ground. <laughs> he'd be able to focus on the lineup, would you, Joe? <laughs> I don't know. Nick, but for the, for the money, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll shopping be... with you, mate. I've, I've been in shops with Joe where he's gone into shops and commented on their tiling and walked out again without buying anything. <laughs> Nightmare. Oh, hey, listen, there's far too many people walking around this world not telling people what they've got nice or not saying nice things about them, all right? I like to okay. tell people. When they've got something nice, it's, it's, not, it's nice to... Shall we um, anyway. go straight on to Wayne Hennessy then? No, we'll do but, that. But just turned around and said, fucking hell, he said, I'd throw my season ticket on the pitch if Joe was manager, which oh, is nice because he used to be my manager, so I'm really pleased he's gone. He's moved. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> any news on the uh, Facebook, young DR? Uh, Facebook, uh, there's not much talking about lineup, but... Uh, We've got uh, Alfonso Greenbook. He said, first 10 to 20 minutes, there was nothing in it with Palace playing well. But once Sunderland scored, Palace lost confidence and Sunderland seemed to score with every attack. Palace had to go second half. Remy and Townsend made a difference. At least they went forward rather than backwards. Second half, we became uh, better but didn't take any of our chances. Same old story. Yeah, and, and, ju- and just one quick one in from the chat room, if you don't mind, Nick. Leicester Eagles saying, Nick and DR seems that they're up for a fight tonight. And I think that's probably right. So I'm coming for you, DR, okay? Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and Andy A said, uh, Defoe showed him what a striker should do. Constant moving, shoot across the keeper, uh, and ours was nothing. Yeah. Um, we've had an email from uh, Peter Triggs. Hello, Peter. Um, he said, or asks, were we tired from three matches in a week and therefore lacked energy and fight. And I'm going to add another little bit to that question. We, we whooped and hollered when we beat Bournemouth, didn't we? And thought, right, that's it, turning point. And remember when we whooped and hollered when we beat Chelsea at Stanford Bridge and it turned out they were just a pile of dog cack mm. that season. Um, so I think having seen Bournemouth capitulate and letting five yesterday against Everton, Okay, but, you know, wouldn't you rather have Lukaku? Six, six, okay, but six sorry, yeah. So, you know, even though we were, we were celebrating too much over our win over Bournemouth because it turns out they're, they're turning to rubbish. Were we tired, no. DR? Uh, don't think we were tired. I think we had uh, enough days to recover and get back into shape. I, I don't think tiredness is an excuse. I just think the confidence of the players after the first goal was the reason why it was 4-0. Before, uh, before the first goal, I think was pretty much up there. Was was about to score, but then afterwards, when that first goal went in, we lost confidence. You think so? 
Yep. What do you think, Joe? Oh, God. They've got the gumption. Because there's a difference between tiredness and effort. And a lack of effort can make people look tired, can't it? No, no, no. I, I'm not having all that. Um, I think the first, the first thing that, that um, Allardyce would have seen would have been the, the, the fitness levels, obviously, weren't massively. You know, I, I don't think they were that good. Uh, and Sammy Lee would make would take uh, you know care of that purely because he's Sammy Lee. Um, Firstly, I don't even know where to start. Can we start on the goal? Their goal, the first one. Lions yeah, five well, fifty says to you, mate. Start at the beginning, Jez. That's what he's suggesting. Okay. Well, right, can so I right. can I suggest to you lot that our turning point was when Kabai came off? No, I, I agree with that. I thought I thought it was our. I thought definitely he was our. He was our best player at the time. He was all over the place. He was putting tackles in, and and and, and that's what got him injured. You know, it's a full-blooded tackle. When he tackles, he does. Yeah. He properly goes in for a tackle, and uh, and he came off. If you see that, you know, neither of them pulled out. He came off worse. Yeah. But as soon and as it happens, what he should have done was dropped. Was was dropped. Jimmy Mack in the centre. That's the biggest mistake he made yesterday. What was he probably, doing out? Out on the wing. I, 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 honestly, I don't know. And the thing is, if you're going to play him left wing, then you've got to put it, and, and that's our best option, then I'm sorry, but we need to take a midfielder off, stick him in the middle, and stick Sully Kai Kai out on the left-hand side, because he would have scared the crap out of him. Or even Sako. Uh, well, yeah, well, I was saying that. You need to be quick down the wing. I don't think Sako's that quick, to be honest with you. But anyway, the first goal. So I was saying to Paul, sitting next to me, if, if this ball gets floated into the area, because that's the way we love to take free kicks these days, I said, Hennessy has to come for it. No matter where that goes in the area, no matter where it goes, we was holding a pretty high line on the edge. The ball got floated up. By the time the ball came down and would have been catching height, it was about the about penalty spot uh, distance out. He could have came out, punched the ball, and any player gone over, shouted, got a free kick. He stayed in his line. And that is what he doesn't do. He does not command an area. The thing is, no matter what happens, if he comes and he misses the ball, unless it's blatant that he misses it, and he goes down, the referee's going to give a free kick. You can't be doing what he's yeah. doing. He just instills. He just instills. What was the video? Someone put a little meme up of of uh, um, of coating him. When when uh, I think one of their players, some player, put a cross in, and he allowed it to bounce twice in the area. When they, when the, you know Dan and Delaney were expecting him to come and take it. Yeah, and and and, he, and Delaney turns around and he screams at him. And he, that's what Hennessy has done. He has put massive uncertainty to the point where our centre backs or our defenders are panicking because they have no faith in a goalkeeper being a exactly. being there to bail them out, or b giving them or you know the hundred percent authority that they need to try and kick a ball and not kick a goalkeeper who comes out who's silent. And 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 it would just what he does. He causes he can cause either a goal or a decent chance for the others, and he, or, or he can cause an injury because one day the, one of the players is going to go wholeheartedly to kick it out of play, and and he'll kick and he'll kick a goalkeeper because the goalkeeper's come out and and just not said anything that he's you know he's not coming about it. I just you know I know that a couple of you guys is you know have turned around and said we should have got rid of him last year. And I always like to give people, you've got to give people a start. You know, if, if I always say that the, the greatest thing about giving someone a chance to change the, the destiny of, your, of a player or a team was Ferguson. If they'd lost that final to us in 1990, he would have been sacked. He was yeah. a game away. And everyone knows that and everyone has said that within the game. 
and then and and the rest is history, and that's the thing. We and and, and one more thing, we have been blessed ever since I've been going to Palace and having good goalkeepers, and he isn't one of them. Um, he he was just that the way he came for the ball. It the only word I could think of was fay. <laughs> that's how weak weak it was, wasn't it? Okay, you know well, I mean, it was. If, if you don't mind, I'm going to come in there because, okay, just before that, obviously Larson puts the ball into the box, as Jill has just described, rightly so. Question, boys, okay, I'll ask you a question now. Was the keeper fouled? Okay, when, I wrote this down in my notes, actually. It looked like it. Yeah, I think he was fouled. It's regardless because he's got the punch of a wet weekend, I'll tell you. I mean, That's he tried, he, tried, no. he, he tried to catch it, okay? He shouldn't have tried to catch it. Idiot, punch it, punch it clear, make contact with it. Instead, he just dropped it down to his feet and he slapped it in the back of the net. I mean, but my honest, my honest opinion on that is I think he was probably fouled. And that any other day, you see that contact on the goalkeeper giving us a free kick. But it all came from Ledley. Sorry, if you want to get in touch with any or comment on anything we're saying, if you want to quote us to coin a jail phrase, you can get hold of us at Twitter, we're uh, at Whole Radio or on the Facebook page. Um, we've got a Facebook Live thing going on there that DR's looking at and in the chat room, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. And now I've done that, I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. I was going to say about Ledley, he came on for Kabai. Number one, I'd have stuck Flamini on. Um, what do you reckon? Flamini rather than Ledley? Because he's, he's not been the best lately, has he? But he's, he's not good for, you know, for that amount of time. I think Flamini's good for maybe 45 at the very most. You know, you've got, you got to take his age into consideration, the physicality and everything else. I, I, I mean, but, but again, I, I'd take culture over, well, I mean, you've got to take Flamini over Lidley. As, as, good as, as good as some of our players that we've that come up with us and, you know, uh, and that we have an affinity with. You, I think we've we've got to we've got to start leaving some of these players behind. But listen, this this there were so many holes in our team, so many yeah. holes in our team. It, it just you can't you can't plug all the holes. It's and we haven't been able to. So, but you know. I want to talk talk about that in a bit in the the way that we've been playing. But Dr, you've got some stuff from uh, about the foul on Facebook. Yeah, I got. Um... Lee Taylor says um, he doesn't believe that there's no foul whatsoever. And uh, Mitch Downing, he said, keep sorry, Kate, hang on, sorry, he doesn't believe it's not no foul. I'm dug, I'm being Lee lost Taylor, in double negatives. No foul whatsoever. No foul. And then Mitch Downing, uh, keepers fouled. Ha ha ha. He he doesn't believe it's a foul as well. Any thoughts on Hennessy in there? Uh, on Hennessy, there's been a comment by Mark Clallagan. Uh, as soon as the first one went in, we became fearful. Head start dropping, and even worse, you could feel the atmosphere changing. I uh, said Hennessy and Ward look shot of confidence and need to sit out the next few games. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, in the chat, Lee sort of agrees with me. He says Lee CPFC. It wasn't a blatant, but it's seen some of them given keepers get a lot of decisions go their way. Uh, but at the same time, Wayne has got to do better. It should be more commanding and get it out. Very simply, get it out. Uh, and I think that's absolutely right. I think we all yeah. agree on that. I mean, the the heads dropped as soon as the first goal went in. Heads dropped, okay. But uh, gents, I've got a, I've got a confession to make. Uh, just about I think it was about ten minutes before half time. I needed a wee. I was I've been in the pub since lunchtime. I was breaking my neck. I went to the loo, okay. 
by the time yeah. I got back to my seat on the three nil down with a three nil down, and I saw the fourth goal going. <laughs> my my mate's a Sunderland fan, and um, he messaged me. Uh, I messaged him at half time. So oh, blimey, four nil. He said. <laughs> And he said it was true. I tied my shoelaces and missed two goals. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And that, that's what it was like. I've it got was a second. madness. Before, um, I know Joe wants to talk about Scotty Dan in a minute, but um, yeah. I've, I've got down in my notes here um, another controversial moment. Will went on uh, a couple of runs, chopped down by Larson. Um, a little bit later, I don't know how much, many more minutes later it was. It was after the goal, I think. It was after um, the first goal, before the second goal, Nick. I was just after coming the on first that. goal, before the second goal. Um, yeah. Last thing, chopped him down again. Now, hadn't had. I was with Jamie Martin yesterday, and he said we agreed that if it was if it was his first foul, he would have got a yellow for it. So why has he not got a red? Quite simply, you should have had a red. It was. A, I mean, that was two book of ball offences. Uh, the referee bottled it. Okay. Pratt shouldn't have been on the pitch. Uh, it, it was too late because he'd already put the ball in for the first goal anyway. But Larson should have gone, quite simply. That was a red card. and it, it, I, w- I wouldn't mind, but it was not just a red card. It was a bloody dirty challenge. If you look at it back on the, on the highlights, which I did this morning, okay, it was a dirty challenge. Jill? Yeah, and no, I agree. Um, it, it just reminded me of the two tackles that... Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Got sent off against West Ham. Um, Gale, when he got sent off, just one was innocuous, he got a yellow card for it, and the other one was a took him out, and he got a yellow card for it. it wasn't no different from all those, but anyway. But just getting back to your Sunderland, mate, I, I, I've got two mates that are Sunderland fans, um, and I, I basically I texted him, I said, one of the better displays at our place, your lads have been superb, five chances, four goals. That was the first half, and then my mate texted me back at five o'clock, one of them texted me back, I think the other one was still doing rude things of himself, looking at my text. Um, but he said, uh, he mate said, uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought we needed a fifth with the way we've been playing. <laughs> Which I thought was, he made, made me laugh on a, on a day where I just sat there shaking my head. But um, I, I've got to get back to Dan. I, I, I honestly, honestly feel, and I, like I said, I, I really go after players, and I have been after a few of them, but it's very rare. But, and I've protected, I've, I've, again, I'm going to go on about NSE. But I think he has ruined Scott Dan. Dan, it definitely, he, he, he's, it's, it's no coincidence that Dan's form has gone out the window while, you know, while we've been, while Hennessy has had this long run. I mean, we were, we were a goalkeeper after goal, you know, goalkeeper after goalkeeper coming in and take, changing places. And, and he's got in. And, and as soon as, as soon as Hennessy uh, has come in, I think, I personally think he's ruined Dan because I think Dan needs, where he's a strong player himself and he has a lot to, you know, firstly, he's captain. So he has the responsibility of, of everything. Um, I, th- I think that he also has to think about, trying to play in a in a less hoof kind of way. Um and then he has to worry about his goalkeeper. So um you know, I, I mean I'm not saying Sunderland were you know, I I thought they were really good. But put put this way, I thought Sunderland game forward were better against better better than Man United. I was at the Man United game as well and I thought they were better than the Man United game forward. They've definitely improved in the last couple of months. I know that. But but they you know for for Defoe, who at 34 gave us the complete runaround yesterday, um, you know it's why we it's why we should have broke the bank for him, you know whenever it was three four years ago when I said you know he was getting 70 grand a week and people said we you know we shouldn't be paying 
70 grand. I said, well, that's what you, if you want to stay in the big boys league, it's what you've got to be paying. Yeah. So, but, and, and when we're talking about money, in a, in a little while, I'm going to throw some stats at you, which are going to absolutely astound some of you guys. Oh, can't wait for that, Joe. Go for it. Thanks. No, well, do it, do it, do it later. There was, we'll, do um, it, we'll do it, do it later. Yeah. We had we had a chance. Tom Kinsey's who's rapidly looking like the lost fourth member of Supergrass every week when you see him, doesn't he? With that beard <laughs> and stuff. He missed a sitter of a header, didn't he? he did. if, if that would have been down there, that would have that would have gone in, I reckon. But uh, you know, we again we're Premier League players. Where, where thought, they are, was, he's got to get these things on target. Of course you have. I mean, from my end of the homestyle, where I was, where I was sitting in the homestyle, I actually thought that had gone in. I mean, and in fact, I think it was probably easier to, for him to score than it was to go wide of the post. Uh, and that was, and we'll talk about the first goal being the turning point. I actually think that was probably the turning point in the game. And the, if you listen to the last comments on match of the day last night, we could have been playing all day, we wouldn't have scored. Uh, and that yeah. was... That was the epitome of it, just with that, that one move. Great ball in from Van Arnholt, who was getting flat from the Sunderland fans all afternoon. Great ball in. Tompkins should have buried that. Should have buried but, that. And and I, he, I turned around and said to, to TJ, I said, I hope it's not going to be one of them days. Yeah, it was. Um, Mike CPFC, at Mike CPFC Canada, um, out there in Canada. Mike um, Yep, as said, the key turning point was a Tompkins point-blank header. Uh, potentially different game. If that goes in and is agreed with me, um, that Larson should have been sent off. Um, DR has got some incoming comments on Scott Dan. Yes, I've got comments on Facebook about Scott Dan. I've got Chris Scott's, uh, Goodsell. He said, Dan isn't a leader on the pitch, but is he the best we have? And then I've got a comment by Tony uh, Sapwell. He really think we missed the physical presence and leadership uh, skills of Jedi. Uh, I got Mark Callaghan again. Does anybody think Dan as captain should be pushing Sam to drop Hennessy? And I got Simon Kylo. Uh, Kylo. Dan is in a leader with Miss Jedi's leadership and passion. Well, that's uh, <laughs> I haven't written down, but that's where um, Luca. I'll say Luca. Hopefully, comes in to fill that that Jedi hold gap. Yeah, what I think he's got, he's got to get a, he's got to get a work permit first. But um, yeah. anyway, most is lacking in the chat. Said uh, it's not all bad news. Brighton are starting to ride the ride the wave of a crest of a slump, which was yeah. uh, which I thought was yeah. very clever. Um, they won, and, they won, and they won today, didn't they? And they were free free. And uh, and McCart and and Andy A turned around and just said, and it's exactly what I was going to say." He said, "McArthur for captain," and I cannot agree more. Yeah. Indeed, Mo Sislak actually came up with the misspelling of the year so far when he dis- he he put the word "dead fence" instead of um, defense. "defense" into chat. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going to take a pause there before we go into our mannequin challenge madness of seven minutes of the defense of just getting everything completely wrong. Yeah. Um, let's just take a deep breath because up to that point, the atmosphere was still pretty good in the stadium. You know, the, the the drum was going. We were we were even singing in the main stand. But then that seven minutes, without going through all the goals, what happened, Nick? They just imploded, didn't they? Let's be honest with you. I mean, there wasn't one movement. In my notes, I've got my notes in front of me. There wasn't one movement where, well, the second goal was just Joe Ledley getting uh, caught it's like schoolboy in the, in the midfield, okay? Uh, and then from there on, one, two, three, uh, like I say, I didn't see the second and third for obvious reasons, but Anjan Yanazai was just, 
he's just feeding feeding uh, Defoe and Defoe doing what he does best. Uh, I know the, uh, the Ledley one was a, a great shot by on Dong from outside the box. And, uh, they're just imploded. I mean, it got to, it got to, I think he got to the second goal from what I was told when I came back to my seat. He got to the second goal and they just hedge dropped. They gave it, they gave it up. Oh yeah, they said that second goal was a screamer. I was right, I was right down that, and I mean that curled away from the keeper. It, I mean he had no chance. He nailed that, curled it really? away from it. Oh yeah, no absolute no chance, no chance in a million years. I don't care who'd be in goal, they wouldn't have saved that goal and sent that shot. I'm telling you now, no chance. I was down right down the line of that, and it curled away from the keeper at the inside of the post. Yeah, have a look at it. Unsavable, mate. I'm I'm sorry, even. It, even at a goalkeeper his, his size, no way he would have saved that second goal. No, that's good to see because I, I, I saw somebody coating Hennessy for that second goal. I oh, jeez. Well, that, that, yeah, that, I mean, what they did, I, t- I, I, heard, I saw on my timeline that people were, were slagging him for, for all four goals. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. I think uh, the third one were his fault anyway. He'd already made up. Well, he had players in front of him. And then, I, I don't know, I think it was Defoe, was he on the floor and hit it? Just a screamer along the floor or just off the deck into the bottom corner. It, it all became a bit of a blur. I think I still had me in my hands on three. And then the fourth one went in. And and then I sort of, I had to stand up because, you know, there was everything was just went mental. You know, I had to stand up because, you know, I, I thought there was a fire, the amount of people leaving. And, well, we're, uh, we're going to come on to that in a minute, Joe. I know you've got, okay. got a lot Sorry. to say about that. Um so don't forget, you can get in touch with us through social media, on Twitter, on our Facebook account. And, um, yeah, DR, you've got more stuff to um, put in our ears. What is it, mate? Um, yeah, um, I want to talk about the meltdown, basically, of how we consider the goals. I think after the first goal, there was still, the crowd were, there's still something their crowd believed in the team. I think the negative was the second goal. And the, and it's not all Hennessy's fault. I don't think Hennessy could have done any better. But if we actually look at that goal, we've got four defenders there. All right, Lady's lost the ball. Four defenders, but they're not running. No one is closing him down. They gave him all the time and space, and he just had the shot. So instead of blaming Hennessy, I think the reason for the whole meltdown is because of our defence. Because if the defender's closing down and that goal didn't go in, then you never know what could have happened. Do you remember, do you remember uh, it, 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 when... Um... What's his name? Did the same against us in a cup final, uh, Rooney, when he just picked the ball up from out on the left and he just ran across the field and towards the goal. Do you remember when, yeah. they, when they equalised? That's exactly what happened with that. We just let him run and run and run, and in the end, because he'd run and got so far on his own, he didn't have any. He didn't have any choice but to shoot, and it was just going to be, you know. I've been. Um, I forgot. I've been running a little bit of a troll. Uh, troll? A poll troll? on my Twitter account. Twitter account. Um, if you go to my um, homepage at Nick Gusset, there's a poll there that's going to shut in about 15 minutes. And the choice is, after that 4-0 defeat, is it hashtag meltdown or hashtag don't panic? So we'll come on to that towards the end of the show as, as we, we look forward to, or maybe not look forward to, looking forward to the rest of the season. Um I, I, I just there, there are no words as my cousin said in four word reviews you'll, you'll hear that later there are no words and why wasn't Ledley checking Defoe for the third goal was Hennessy in the wrong wrong position what do you think Nick yeah the uh, the third goal again fell in Yanazai fell in Defoe sorry I've just realised the one you haven't seen I'll get used to no, it no no that's alright <laughs> don't worry don't worry uh, and the shot 
in, in Hennessy's defence, if you look at it in slow motion, it did actually take a slight touch off Dan, I think it was, on the way through. Uh, he was going down for it, okay, but he, he, by this time, uh, he, he'd, he'd gone anyway. It did take a touch off Dan on the way through, uh, and it should never, again, Yanazar should never have been left to, put, left to put the ball through to Defoe in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Dia, what do you think? Uh, with, with, I've got that some last comments. seven minutes. Well, what, what do you think first, and then we'll have some comments. With, with the Ledley situation, yeah, Ledley lost the ball, but I still, that's led where Ledley lost the ball against Sunderland. Remember last um when we played them at their ground, he lost the ball yeah. there, and the same thing happened. Uh, yeah, he. Did, I think Ledley is a big liability in our squad. I think buying Luca was a good decision, but. Well, when he lost the ball, he hasn't got the pace, and I still don't believe um, it's, it, he could have done much after he lost the ball. Everyone does mistakes. I think someone should have came and covered for him. But, uh, yeah, that's my opinion. Now, half-time, for the first time in the 40-odd years I've been going, and I have been odd years, I've heard the crowd in unison singing, you're not fit oh. shirt. Now, I didn't know whether they were directing it at a player in particular or whether it was just everybody. What do you reckon, Joe? Um, I feel we've just let a couple of players off, by the way, by going straight to half-time. Oh, sorry, uh, we were going to come on to puncture. Sorry, go on. Yeah, were we? Were we? And I, and I know you guys, and I've said it, I know we all make a joke of it and, and everything, but he was crap yesterday. And uh, the only, re- the only what you know, like I said, the, the, the only way he looked half-decent... Um, in the second half is because they just completely sat off us and just soaked it all up. I, I honestly didn't know what, what was, uh, what he was doing yesterday. He just looked devoid of, of being able to, he looked shot and that's not a silent eye within that. He just looks like he has no confidence at all. And, and, and I'll tell you what, had it, had it been any other player, he wouldn't be playing. And I just don't get, like I said, I've, you know, I've had this, this about well for the for the last eighteen months, I I challenge anybody the the people that like him, the people that would follow him to wherever, right to to tell me that he's had more than and I'll give you and I'll give you an advantage here, fifteen games in the last three seasons, fifteen I'd say ten at the most he has been dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. He's supposed to be our playmaker. He is supposed to be what makes us tick. And he hasn't made us tick. He hasn't made us tick for a long time. Um, Have any I, of them got any confidence, Joe? No, no, no. Well, yeah, but look at MacArthur. MacArthur just runs his nuts off, mate. He yeah, just but does what he's supposed to do. Different attitude, isn't he? MacArthur wouldn't refuse a. Hang on, he's a professional. He's a professional footballer. He's a professional footballer, mate. He should be. He, you know, he, he should be. He has a duty. A duty of of. I've said duty of care to the club to be fit, as they as they all do. He has a duty to honour his contract, which means he gets they they they. I'm going to say because, but they get paid handsomely and they get paid an enormous amount of money, much more than a, than half of the clubs in the Premier League. We are paying massively ridiculous wages. Yeah, ridiculous well, it's wages. The Premier League. That's what. That's no, that's no, no, what no, it is. no, no, no. I'll tell you what, Nick. I'll tell you what. 
It, it, it's just, gonna throw it, some figures at so, us. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Punch because I wanted to properly go after him. So are we all agreed, or are we? Most of us have heard that we got that we had to pay Liverpool two million pounds for for Sacco. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So and then we're paying one point six million pound in wages. Yeah. We are. So if 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 we just do some some absolutely rudimentary maths of three point six million pounds. And then we divide that by 14 games. I, mean, I know he can't play against Liverpool and he didn't play against. So how many games we've got left for the rest of the season? It's 12. 12, it? something like that. So, 12, so we've got 12 games left. So, he's, so he can only play in 11 of those. So we divide that by 11. He's get that. We are paying for him to the end of the season. Hang on, before you tell us, can you do the, the, the um, quote, builder quote with that... You ain't gonna like this kind yeah. of thing. Oh, Intake well, we'll of breath. We'll, we'll do this a pound notes for you, Sunshine. All right, but we're gonna have him. <laughs> you're gonna have him for three hundred and twenty-seven thousand quid a game. Now, I'm just thinking that we could probably get, I'd say, two thirds, if not virtually every single one of them Chelsea players. And we they don't even it. bloody sell Palace Ale in the family end. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying, Nick, and then if you. I mean, that is just... Is that I, desperation? Yeah, but it is because they're saying that if we, if we stay up, that 3.6 million is, is money well spent. But you were saying but, exactly the same about punting that money out to get Defoe. No, no, no. But, but, but I know it's less no, money. No, no, that's a, no that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different kettle of fish. See, the thing is, what we did, what, we, what we've been doing is speculate on players. I mean, we, we've massively taken a punt on Ben Secchi. I mean, Seki's never smashed the Premier League. He's never, he's, he scored goals, but he's never smashed the Premier League to be earning what I've heard, 135,000 quid a week. I mean, he was on, you know, he wouldn't have taken a pay cut to come to us. People don't take pay cuts. They want more money to come to us, as he Jenkins and whatever his name yeah. is from Arsenal. And we've turned around and said, said I don't think so. So, but, but, I mean, I've, I, I, I just, you know, when you think, my, my, mates, don't, my mates don't believe me. And I was like, oh, the the problem we've got, Joe, the go. problem we've got, and I, I think others will agree with me, is that we've, we've come up with that core squad where we had that team spirit and now we're having to sort out the wheat from the chaff and sorting out the players that will genuinely give their all for a new team and knows that it's just another job. No, yeah, and, it's, exactly. And it's, I think it's, that's that's what frustrated people at half time. Um, no, no, the, no, you, can't, you got, can't do that got, because what we did, we sold our soul when we got in the Premier League, and that's the thing. It's not we that we sold it; we had to sell it because what you yeah, have to no, do, no you choice. have to buy better players, and you have to pay more money. And then these players now don't give a shit, and that's the you thing. Have we have got players, players, players playing for us that, that yeah. don't care. And and the worst part about it is we got players that are sulking because other people are earning more money. I mean, can you imagine if everybody? I've just put a rudimentary figure out there that, that is available everywhere, right? And if and then people go, hang on a minute. If he turns out to be, just say for instance, he turns out to be crap. I don't think he will for a certain because I've seen him play with Liverpool. He's fantastic. But what? Happened? And then people go, he's getting three hundred and twenty-seven grand a week, or the club are paying the equivalent of three hundred and twenty-seven grand a week for him. Nick, have you seen that traffic jam video on YouTube? Jelen, I've sound like the bloke on that, doesn't he? Yeah. He's exactly like him. You ain't, you ain't on YouTube, are you, Jell? <laughs> that bloke that swears a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about but it. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I, 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 and like, because 
my timeline has got filled up with, you know, it's Parrish's fault. It's this person's fault. It's that per- It's Big Sam's fault. It, I'm telling you now, he's only, he, ain't had that, he ain't had that much time to sort out what, something that was fundamentally wrong. And I've, I'm, for me, I was sitting here yesterday just trying to put my finger on it. And, and I honestly think now, we can't blame Pardew anymore. Pardew's gone, right? So after this amount of time, I think you have to start blame, blaming the players. And, yeah, and whether exactly you blame right. as, as, a, as a collective or whether you turn around and go, you can't blame the players as a collective because players like MacArthur will run and run and run. Wilf, in the end, when that second goal, I said to, I said to Paul, Wilf has just gone mental. When that second goal went in, he, he punched himself in the side, in his, in his thigh. He was so annoyed. And you just... You just think something is is fundamentally wrong, and it, and and it, I don't know. I just don't know what it is. We're but, going to come back to that in a minute, Joe. That was a good rant, though. That was a good um, two and a half minute. Sorry, uh, two and a half minute rant. Um, <coughs> it leads me to um, well, I'll, I'll let Nick introduce this part of the show. It's uh, it's a bit poignant. So um, as we enter the forty ninth minute of the show, uh, Nick. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, good evening, everybody. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, um, this is going to bring the show down just a little bit for a couple of minutes, so bear with me. My best friend of 30, 30 years and latterly, my boss, Mark Whelans, died on Wednesday at the age of 49 years old, leaving behind a beautiful wife, Lynn, and four children. Mark, or as he was better known as, is Willie, Okay, uh, was a southeast London boy who relocated to Liverpool where he married. Okay, he, but he was also him and his family were also season tickets still by living in Liverpool in the Lower Homesdale. He got down to as many games as he could, and he would regularly give up his tickets to other Palace fans that couldn't make the game. Matt, Mark sadly lost his hard-fought battle with stomach cancer early this week. Uh, Mark was one of the most passionate Palace fans I know, and once flew back from a holiday in Italy to watch his favoured team at Wembley and only to then rejoin his family after the game. That's the sort of guy he was. Yesterday, a group of fans organised via the club's help arranged a message on the large screen and a banner in his memory. There was also a minute's applause. This was really hard for me trying to record this message on my phone whilst holding back the tears and I really was struggling at this point. This has been posted on my Facebook page and over 20,000 views on my Facebook page and shared 350 times. Please feel free to take a look at Nick Philpart, okay, and you'll be able to see it for yourself. Thank you for the hundreds of messages and support for both Lynn and myself, okay? I know that this has been easing her pain. To give you an idea how loved Mark was, okay, Whole Radio set up a crowdfunding page to help carry on these shows that we bring you unpaid and free of charge every week. Since Mark has passed away, somebody has donated £500 anonymously in Mark's name. Our crowdfunding link, by the way, is www.donate.wholeradio.net. Because of this donation, anything we get over our £1,000 target, we will, in turn, donate 50% to the Crystal Palace Football Club Foundation for underprivileged children in South London. Now, that's brought it down a bit. Now, pin your ears back, everybody. For all Palace fans and all Mark's extended family in Liverpool, once again, good evening, guys. I know you're listening. Whole Radio have some massive plans and events coming up later this year in Mark's name. I'm not going to give you the details now because we won't have to spend our time crowdfunding 
in conjunction with the club. We are we're going to hold a lot of exciting fundraising events in and around Sellers Park. Like I said, all in Mark's name. All proceeds will go to Mark and Lynn's favourite charity, which was the hospital that he sadly passed away in. So please stay tuned to Whole Radio and watch this space. All that this leaves me to say is Lynn, Dean, Melissa and Dom and Nathan, stay strong. You know that I'm, I'm here for you. And my final message is to Mark. Sleep well, my friend. Rest easy. Rest easy in the knowledge that so many people out there loved you, as was demonstrated at the game yesterday. Thank you. Well said, Mike. Yeah, very well said, Nick. Um, that was odd. I'm going. I'm just going to mute for a second, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, of course, those listening live will have um, observed the two-minute silence earlier on. Um, half time, gel. What went on at half time? Uh, well, firstly, firstly, uh, a fella I don't know his name, but I know many, many of you know know who it is. Um, jumps over jumps over the barrier and, and, and quite literally fronted Damien Delaney. Um I can't think I've quite ever seen anything like that. And and as was said on on uh, on Five Live at at seven o'clock this morning, BBC they co- they covered just that bit. Um how mad and how upset do you have to be to to physically Run into, run onto a, a field of play and confront someone who legitimately, and that is the thing, is it's not even one of the ones that takes a lot of stick for, for you know, uh, for I say not trying, but not not being at his best because he does nothing but be at his best for us. I think, um, I think that was poor form. But they said how mad and how upset you have to be to do that. It's a game of football. I it's was just a game of football. I was at that end by the tunnel. In it was the right by you, right in front of you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and the look on the fans' faces—I've—it was almost primeval. The hatred, the anger. Now I don't know where the anger's coming from, and uh, I think a bit has to do with the confidence and the fact that uh, we were uh, absolutely stunned by. By being four 0 down, and and I I nipped round the back of the homestead for a cigarette at half time, and uh, the amount of people leaving was was amazing, and I I was really upset about that because a we can come back from four 0 if you know if it's Paddis after all, but b why not get there and support them, and why is that support suddenly lost? I got the thing through. Um, do I want to renew season ticket? And straight away I thought yes. And because it's it's Palace, you 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 go with the ups and the downs, and you don't get the whole story of the season if you don't follow it and go to every game. But the, the, the anger, I don't know where it comes from. Well, don't know I, where it comes I, I, I know a lot of those a lot of those people in that that collected in that end had uh, had come from a different part of the. Uh, well, let's just say they a, a lot of them came from the opposite side of the uh, of that corner. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm looking in the chat, guys. I see what you guys are writing in the chat room and everything else. And 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 added an eagle somewhere. Said, "Yeah, what happened five minutes before when Delaney had a pop at the Homesdale?" And I will tell you what, the 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 crap that was being thrown at him, all he did was just basically say, "What? Like, shut up!" For, you know, he didn't turn around and do do a wanker sign that was said, and he didn't turn around and do 
uh, tap the side of his head as if to say, you are mental, like I saw another player, high-profile player do. And I didn't see another one who was just literally staring in the face of those players, like another loved uh, high-profile player. You know, these guys are not above trying to reacting to, to vitriol that was, that's been thrown. And the other thing as well, do you know what? Out of all the players on that pitch, out of all of them, Delaney deserves a little bit more respect than that. Because that geezer, he's probably the only one in that. And I'll, and I'll, I'll say probably every one of them that would stick his head on someone's boot to stop them scoring a goal. He would. Yeah. He would he'd leave red boot. and blue to Yes, he to would. Old, and he would. And he didn't deserve that. And I don't give a shit whether someone saw him around and said he's apologised. That's by the by. The guys ain't coming back to the palace for a minimum of three years. I'd probably, we'll probably get a longer ban than that anyway. But he made himself um, just, stupid. Just he made say. the club stupid. He made the, he made the club look stupid again by the security. The, the security looks stupid because that's obvious. That had it been anything worse than that, then Delaney could have come to some arm. If, if he had weapons or whatever. I mean, it's just... just Ridiculous! Uh, uh, this is, and it's not been blown out of proportion because the world sees that the old world watches yeah. Premier League football, and that was a, an incident of the high, uh, uh, you know, as high as it can get. Anything he didn't do is go on there and try and front him while the ball was in play. If that happens again, well, one we're going to get a fine anyway. Well, we get a fine if, that, anyway. if that happens again, we could be looking at a match in an empty stadium, which is you know they were practicing by the end for it. And uh, what do you make of it, all dear? You're the voice of the Ute. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just think anger just got to that fan that jumped onto Delaney, and he just lost the plot. And uh, as you can see in the statement, he already said, "I'm sorry." Uh, apparently, there was a statement from him, but he said he was sorry and he didn't mean it. You sorry is not going to do anything because so, you jumped on a pitch. You you embarrassed us. But what we can what we can say is everyone leaving the stadium. I think they they weren't wrong. We can't say we can't blame everyone for leaving because everyone just had enough. It's not only this game against Sunderland. Yes, Bournemouth we won, but before that this season we've hardly seen any passion from the players, and it's and it's destroying us because. Without passion, without determination, we're going to get relegated. And we don't want to get relegated this way because it took us effort and time to come up here. So the fans leaving, I don't blame them. They could leave if they want to because what's the point of supporting someone who's not going to perform for you? Players have got to have belief, DR. And if if they're seeing that the fans haven't got belief. Yeah, yeah, players have to have belief. But fans have to have belief as well. And where, where, where... can the fans get belief from if the players don't show any uh, determination on the pitch and passion on the pitch? That that fourth goals, that four goals in the first half, play, you could see in the players' faces. The fans had enough. The players had enough. They just went because there's no f- passion. Now we're going to move into um, forward reviews, which this week, as Chris isn't here, has got a bonus feature at the end. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Patrick Cooney, one, two, three, four. Ashuela, don't pay their wages. Darren Chandler, drop Hennessy, Punchin, Delaney. Steve Atkins, bring back Alan Pardew. <laughs> Tom Callaway, Hennessy steals a living. Jacqueline and Hardit, no Brighton next season. Easy for you to say. Peter <laughs> Moorcock. <laughs> That's it. Oh. No. Championship, here we come. Nigel Creed, stop blaming Alan Bardew. What? <laughs> Chuck Gillespie, this is just brutal. Simon Pizzi, a further Hennessy humiliation. A what? A what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been an Hennessy humiliation if you said it, Bill. Matt Miller. Our poor was punch. How good is punch? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chris Marshall, not fit for purpose. Big up to me cuz in uh, Dunedin. Is that right, Joe? Dunedin in New Zealand? Uh, right. Michelle Bissenden. I have no words. Mark Iverson, highest championship wage bill. And I love this name. It's Amor Patry, self-destructing yet again. Mark Callahan, characterless, spineless, abject and shameful. You'll be pleased to know in a new feature this week, we have introduced swear word reviews. Nicholas Greenfield, totally fucking unacceptable sh- Nick Ray, absolutely fucked up <laughs> Good lad. Martin Rignard, what the fucking hell? Alex Roberts, sh- 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 and sh- That's five. And sh- Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Welcome back. Um, I enjoyed the swear word reviews. That was brilliant. I think we should do that more often. Sounds like a standard day for me, mate. Anyway, <laughs> so just, just really, really quickly, I just have to. I remember a tweet I saw uh, last night which just made me laugh. And it said about that fella um, that, uh, that got in to, to front Damo. And they said that he ran past Hennessy to get to Damien, to get to Damo, which I thought was. Um, Thought was quite ironic, really, because of all the people that I thought was going to get, you know, get it really bad. Hennessy was was the one. Well, hang on, mate. If if Hennessy had picked him up, he'd have only dropped him anyway, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if he tried to punch him, he'd have missed it. So we would... <laughs> yes, I still think we should start calling him Pat. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, second half, 
Um, I've got. I'm going to try and. Um, I'm not going to read that one out. Um, I'm going to try and um, kind of go through the second half very quickly because I know we're we're past our hour. Um, lots of people left at half time. I'm, I know Nick wants to talk about that. We'll let him have a rant about that at the end. But the second half, um, Remy came on. Thought he played very very well. Um, we had quite a few chances. Um, I made a list if we had shots here. Here we go. Yeah. Um, Sunderland led a charmed life. We could have scored potentially four goals. Punction had a shot. Zaha had a shot that was well saved by Manon. Uh, Townsend made a difference when he came on. He was trying to get the ball across as much as he could. And Benteke had a, a couple of chances. Um, some, actually, a, a couple of people tweeted me last night. Said, it's just that six minutes. And other than that, it wasn't that bad. It was just a shell shock. And I don't know. Was it that that bad? No, definitely not. I mean, do you, and whoever tweeted you last night. was it? No, of course it wasn't. It was, um, listen, we had a five-minute mo- moment of madness, okay? And in the second half, do you know what? We did play quite well. Uh, had one of those early chances gone in, we had... I think it was at one, one stage, we had three attempts at goal in a few seconds. Yep. Uh, we didn't actually play badly at all. Had one of them gone in, okay, you could just see the typical Palace roller coaster activating and wearing its, its creaky old wheels once again. And then another one would have followed and another one would have followed. But it was just one of those days, like the commentator said on Match of the Day, you know, we could have been there all night and we wouldn't have scored. So chalk it off, on to the next one. Plenty of winnable games, plenty of more points to come. Uh, it's not over yet. Keep the faith, Palace. It's almost, I'm looking at the stats here, DR, and it's almost like under sort of Pulis days where we had 65% of possession. Do you know how many shots we had yesterday, DR? Seven. No, sorry. Do you know how many <laughs> shots we had? Nope. What do you reckon? Have a, have a guess. Twelve. Uh, Okay, how many do you reckon, Nick? Uh, come back to me in a second. No, you're going to look it up. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think it was nine. Seven. That was nine on target, but we actually had 21 shots. Um, who's doing that stat? I've got, is That's that not to Joe? No, this is BBC. Oh. And then Sunderland had 10 shots with seven on target. So we've got Remy, we've got Benteke, but we can't get the ball. But we haven't got, but we haven't got Defoe. We haven't got <laughs> Defoe. <laughs> we haven't got Defoe. That's the difference, isn't it? And you, how long ago did you want him gel? Just, well, it's, just it's four years. Or um, gel knows. So, um, yeah, no, it's, um, having, yeah, we haven't got the phone, we haven't got a clue. They're two players we need. Now, looking forward, in fact, no, let's uh, ne- let Nicholas do his plastic rant and then we'll, we'll, we'll look forwards. Yeah, we will bit. do, okay. And I just said, look, we've got lots to look forward to, but. As a Palace fan, a Palace fan of, I've been going to Sellers Park for 40 years. Let's start with the words, you're not fit to wear the shirt. Okay, we all agree that the first half was less than acceptable. Okay, got that. When we came up from the championship, the one thing that set us apart was our unified fans. It doesn't matter how shit we were, we were always there together. Yesterday's performance, in my opinion, was probably the worst I've ever seen. Not only the booing as the teams left the pitch, which I, I can't understand at half-time because you're hardly, you're hardly like, filling them with confidence, but you actually booed them when they came back, or some of you booed them when they came back on to the second half. Okay, No wonder they didn't really improve. Then, then we had that other idiot 
that confronted one of our own players, that, that's a positive. I mean, that's an absolute positive because that's a free that's a free extra season ticket. It's up for available. That, that, that prick won't have. And somebody, somebody on the waiting list can actually pick that season ticket up. Go and enjoy yourselves, guys. Then there was the Pratt leaving at half time. Really? Guys, anybody listening out there, okay, please contact me after the show and I will happily give you directions to Chelsea or Arsenal. That was a disgrace, okay? I'm sorry. That was... And then the... Then cut to, Dulwich Hamlet's quite a nice day out. I tell you what, and then to cap it all off, our so-called fans in the corner, the HF that don't stop singing whatever happens to the team, we go 4-0 down and somebody, you know, they put their drum down and sulk for Protest, mate. Protest. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Protest, they don't like so protest, protest. protest at 90 minutes. Back your frigging team. I'm sorry, but that's what they were famed for. They were famed all over the world for it doesn't matter how poor we were, support your club, okay? Support the boys, and at 90 minutes, then we'll go up and stand outside Lloyd's Bank or whatever it was. Then we could stand outside main reception and do that, but do it for the 90 minutes you back your team. Otherwise, I'm sorry, you're no better than the plastics that buggered off at half-time. End of rant. Disgusted of Tunbridge Wells. I've just wondered if Michael will have to um, leap the word frigging, and if he does, he'll have to do it twice. <laughs> um, Phil Tomo has got in touch with us at Phil Tomo. He's got in touch with us at Hot Radio on Twitter to say that was a great rant earlier, Gel. Um, DR, you've been pestering me to tell me you've got stuff about the second half on Facebook. Go on in. Yep. Uh, James Howard um, said, better second half. Remy and Townsend were very good. Tony Pierce have said, Sunderland were 4-0 up and didn't need to push on. Happy to let us have the ball. Uh, where Mark Callaghan has said, second half, Sunderland just had to sit back, job done. Alfonso Greenbook, definitely think Remy and Townsend made the difference in the second in the second half. Very good. And uh, what, what were your thoughts on the second half, DR? Did you think we were unlucky not to score? Yeah, we were unlucky not to score, but I think because all the fans left, it was it was a very I was I was still there. I don't fans can yeah. leave. I was still still I was still stay there. I was just uh, <laughs> there was no hope. It was just one of the games where there was no hope. Even if we was pushing on, yes, we was unlucky. Even if we did score, I don't think there was still any hope. It was just one of them games where at halftime where all the fans went hostile. I think from then or that from that point there was no hope of us coming back. But yeah, there were some positives. Remy, when he came on, there was a positive. Townsend was oh, good. Mm, so there were some positives in the second half. It was, but the game was over, so it was not that exciting to watch. Do you think um, Sam's regretting coming here? <laughs> uh, maybe. Because he did look in shock, didn't he, in the post-match interview? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eight, 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 Oh, uh, come on. Don't say that. What's happening? What about money? What about money? Can I it's not some stuff from the can I yeah, can I read some stuff from the uh from the chat? Um Lee CPFC said, sorry, I don't agree with what Nick said whatsoever. Um Andy A said leaving at half time, couldn't understand that. John McCormack says no, but a few uh cries have come on Palace. Uh Lions five fifty said I agree with Nick P. Had it an Eagle says I agree with this to be honest. Lions said he stands up and applauds you for saying that. Uh, Andy A said the atmosphere has been poor for 12 months. Redshift said, well said Nick. Add it and Eagle said, agree. Uh, don't think it was even good at nil-nil. Um, and then Dweeb said, uh, so no no fan can complain during a game and no player has a responsibility to earn their huge wages. 
And Jay Dog said, I know a number who buggered off at half time, been season six holders for 20 years. One of those been going since 1970. I'll send them your best. <laughs> so, um, and then, and then, uh, and then, and then, this is a kind of this analogy, uh, John McCormack. Eh? He said, it's been getting progressively tense. And yesterday was like a marriage breakdown. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dublin. Well done, mate. Well done, John. I think that was well done. We'll see. And I'll tell you about these old boys. Tell us about these old boys, Joe, very quickly. Very, very quickly. I was walking home after, just got down in the bottom of uh, down the bottom of the road. And three old boys walked past me. And when I mean old boys, they were old in their seventies and nearly at one. How old, eight, how old were they before the game, Joe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh anyway, uh, I, one of them said that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Worst thing I've ever seen. And I, and I thought, Jesus. And my mate caught up with me. And I said, I've got to speak to these fellas. So I, I basically just walked up and said, look, can I walk with you? I introduced myself. I said, tell me, tell me what I, one of you said. And they were sort of taken aback because obviously I'm fronting them now. It looked like I was fronting them. I said, is it really the worst thing you've ever seen? And this bloke turned around and he said, I've been going 60 years. He said, that's the worst side I've ever seen. That's the worst game I've ever seen. And then, de- and then decided to share with me, the three of them, their thoughts on certain players. Um, all they would say was about Punch and I don't know whether his missus is his missus just had a kid he turned around and said since his missus had a kid I think um, he hasn't been the same um, he turned around and said Hennessy's the worst goalkeeper they've ever seen at Palace um, they were just generally like frustrated but but at the same time while we were walking it was just that, that acceptance of well, it happens, and and it, and, it, and it makes sense of that sort of roller coaster type thing of of the ups and downs, and 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 I said, so what do you think we'll go down? And they went, probably, but we'll come back up sometime soon. And that was it. It's true, that's though, what, isn't it? Yeah, it is true. You know, this is well, this it is has true. been. As long and as we don't end up going down and down, because if down we went down, 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 I don't know. Oh yeah, I mean, if we do a Chapman be closer to Cray Wanderers than we are to us, which would be, you know, horrific. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we, we don't want to go, we don't want to go too far down. But, you know, and so, so it's not just, you know, the, the, the fella completely losing his head in his 20s that's frustrated. You know, I met guys in their late 70s and 80s yesterday that were equally as frustrated. Only thing is, I mean, they the dementia that some of them are suffering, they just forget about it. By the time they got home, they won't even know what they've been anyway, so it won't matter. Yeah, they'll, they'll go home and say, we saw that Ray Winston. I don't know why he was at Palace. <laughs> Nick? Yes, Ray, the Ruddock I get these days, mate. I don't know Ray Winston. Nick, who are you yes, to tell people how to support the club? If people want to leave, they'll leave. And that's at least, I nearly called him Lee Street Taylor, Lee St. Taylor. It's because I go to Green Street Green sometimes. Well, that's um, why, hang on, hang on, let me But Brett Morgan has said, I couldn't agree with more with what Nick just said. Spot on. Thank you, Brent, and thank you, Lee, because that's what this game that we love and our club that we love is all about. It's all about opinions, isn't it? So well said, both of you. Well, and then Lee CPFC said, the best team we've ever had on paper, possibly one of the worst teams I've ever witnessed. Oh, that's so true. And we had, a poll, we had a poll on Facebook. Was it Facebook? Anyway, asking for man of the match. Your- and the man of the match was... Uh, MacArthur. Oh, it can only be. Remy, Remy kind of... I, just see, I don't like that poll. Uh, I did a little poll on Twitter, um, a 24-hour poll. I did it yesterday. I said, after yesterday's result, is it um, meltdown 
or is it um, don't panic? And if I just wait for my computer to work. Yeah, what was I, the results, Nick? I'd be intrigued to know what the results were while your computer's reloaded. Yes. Out of 100, <laughs> we, got more, we got more votes in than fan TV get. So in your face, Toby Tarrant. Um, 72% have gone for meltdown and 28% have gone for don't panic. So we're doomed. DR, your, your final words, please, before we go. I just think um, our season starts, uh, our season can start against Stoke. Sunderland, we've lost against Swansea, we've lost against Sunderland. Stoke, we've got next week. If we go up there, whoever goes up there, we just need to give our best performance from the fans and the team. And if we win yeah. that game, I think we will be all right from then on. I know, it's, I know it's a bit preview show, so I don't want to tread on uh, Terence's toes too much. You can normally get the preview pod in your ears on a Thursday morning. If you subscribe to Whole Radio, go to wholeradio.net and uh, all the details are there. Um, Milie- Milieve- uh, Luca. Luca. <laughs> is he going to be ready for next Saturday? Um, how much are you looking forward to him coming in, uh, DR? Um, by the looks of it, he sounds like a very exciting player from Olympiacos. He was the captain for, for Olympiacos and he seemed like a great leader, which we've missed since Mille has left. So I'm looking really forward to him. And I think hopefully he'll be the replacement for Ledley because I've never rated Ledley. And yesterday showed why I didn't rate him. But he can do a really good dance, which is good for team spirit. Gel, <laughs> you reckon? What about the future? You melt down or panic? Uh, I don't give a shit to be honest with you. Okay, Nick. <laughs> right, I actually blame yesterday squarely at the feet of Chris Hambling Hambo. He said on the show last week, he said we only need to really get one result. Okay, at the next two games being Bournemouth and Sunderland. Okay. Of course, we then go and get the unexpected result of Bournemouth. So because we only need one result, his fault, we go and lose 4-0 yesterday. I'm still sort of optimistic for the future. I think it'll be okay. Um, are there still three teams in the league worse than us? Yes, there are. Are there three teams in the league with worse players than us? Most definitely. So come on, Palace fans, heads up, chins up, put your chest out. Let's get back to it. Let's do what we do best. Um. I'm Nick Gillard. This has been Hull Radio. Hold tight on that roller coaster. Thanks, everyone. Cheers. Good night. Cheers, bye. Do you like sitting in the middle of the road? Do you like moving at two miles an hour all day long? Come to fucking England! Like sitting in the middle of the road. Do you like moving at two miles an hour all day long? Come to fucking England. All day long. Like sitting in the middle of the road. Do you like sitting in the middle? Do you like sitting in the middle? Do you like sitting in the middle of the road? Do you like moving at two miles an hour all day long? Come to fucking England. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.